This is Wahasu, the World Happiness Summit. Feel the science. Welcome, we're here at the World Happiness Summit and we're here with Dr. Fred Thank Luskin. Thank you so much for joining us and coming all the way from California. It's true. So you made such a commitment to come again this year. And um, I have to tell you that last year when you spoke about forgiveness, it was so such an important uh, moment for me hmm. because um, several I had several opportunities for forgiveness yeah, because hey, let me tell you, it's like take a number. I mean, I know, that. I know, and it was hard because um, you know if, if if you know my history a little bit, um, some of the forgiveness I had to tap into were for the uh, medical mistakes that were done that that unfortunately led to my husband's um, death. Yeah, I know. So that was you and I had talked about that yes. a little bit. Yeah. So it was so life changing mm -hmm. to. Um, to make the decision, you know, to forgive and also to um, to change my mindset around that. Now, I like how you talk about forgiveness in that it doesn't necessarily make the it doesn't the action okay. Like you can forgive. How do you make and, it okay? And and right. And so, can you talk about that? And particularly, you know, when there's conflict and the country conflict, and like I, I you can explain it also about what's going on and what you're doing in Colombia. Yeah, let me, you know, when you, when you started to talk uh, just about your own life, um, what, came, what came up for me actually painfully so was maybe three months ago, an old girlfriend of mine texted me while I was teaching, telling me that the exact same thing had just happened to her. Oh, wow. That uh, a, a husband who had literally like helped to reclaim her life. Mm -hmm, she had had mm -hmm. a tough time, met this guy, wonderful relationship, mis her perception at least, mismanagement in a hospital, and he was dead. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And um, devastated. And she's not ready to forgive. You know, it's new. Mm -hmm. And I, I, I was just thinking one of the poignancy of how many people suffer. Mm -hmm. And two, it's not easy to let it go. Yes. I mean, it's, it's very hard. There's a, we get something out of the, well, at least I know who my enemy is. Mm. And it's almost like purpose in a twisted way. It directs your energy into something that you don't want to, but it's very appealing at the same time. Well, in some way you do want to, though, because otherwise there's just this chaos mm -hmm and angst and emptiness mm -hmm. and pain. So if you can identify an enemy, then at least the energy flows mm. towards something. Mm -hmm. um, letting that go is what's hard. Oh, I see, okay. It's that process of, well, adrenaline, what it primarily does is it focuses our attention on a problem. Okay. So when we have that much adrenaline and that much stress around something as awful as your partner, um, maybe being mistreated and mm -hmm. killed, um, that, can, that can lock in. Letting that locking in go is really hard. Mm -hmm. um, one of the things that struck me when I came here last year was, one, like, the reason I'm back is how nicely I was welcomed <laughs> and how supportive and friendly everybody is, but two, 
you recognized what I've known now for decades. There's no happiness if you can't forgive. Yes. All, it's not just the woo-woo, everything's mm -hmm. beautiful, mm -hmm. isn't life lovely stuff. It's not just that. Right. That's the easier stuff. The harder stuff is dealing with life's difficulty and suffering without losing sight of what's good. And, and that's a universal challenge. For me, I, it's, I've also decided that it's not that I, I'm choosing not to categorize that good things and bad things happen hmm. to my life. Okay. I'm choosing to see that my life happens. That's true. Right? That it's life. And so there are events that happen in life. Right. And then how are you going to show up to your life? That's right. Right? And then uh, because I see so many people um, that they let life happen to them, right? But you can get up and you mm -hmm. can do things. And so it would be so encouraging to hear um, the steps to forgiveness because mm -hmm. I love that. I love the practical aspect because, like you said, it's very difficult. But if there's a guide or a step process, maybe right, you can go to step one. And then maybe later you can go to step two. And well, so. And, and the, I, there's two different things that you brought up. One, everybody's going to lose their partner. It's just when. Mm -hmm. So life is difficult, life has suffering. You had, this, you had another part on that, which is it may have also resulted from an error mm -hmm. or something. Mm -hmm. But even inherent in this mix is loss. Mm -hmm. And so at one level there is, yes, events just happen and I want to be careful not to over-categorize them just based on my agenda. Mm -hmm. That's true. Mm -hmm. But there also is a necessity to process through harm. Mm -hmm. Like they're two different things. One's a kind of existential acceptance, which is absolutely necessary and true. But the other is to build up a kind of grittiness mm -hmm. to be able to identify harm. And, and, and I'll, I'll, let, me, let me explain more what I mean. Like the, like what, what you're describing to me is a uh, maybe a, a little higher level spiritual orientation. Mm -hmm. It's probably kind of Buddhist in, in it in its way, and that that is essential. And if you look at South Africa or other mm -hmm. places where they've had truth and reconciliation commissions, that sometimes when harm is done, it needs to be acknowledged mm -hmm. before it can be let go. Yes. So there's yes. two, there's two streams. It's reality. It's, it's, it's reality. There, there's two different streams mm -hmm. at play. Um, uh, I have found that unfortunately more people are not only have the personal stream, which is this happened to me. Mm -hmm. They have no bigger picture. Mm -hmm. And then they get lost in their own personal stuff. Is suffering. it because of the ego, you think? Or because it's so hard and so yeah, painful? Yeah. yeah. And the ego, for whatever reason, we have a part of our brain that just loves. Loves us. <laughs> <It's> like, yeah. <laughs> we just love our drama. Yeah. And oh, this was tapping. Let me call 50 people and tell them and then relive it again. Exactly. And again and again. Exactly. You know, one, one of the, the seminal moments of my forgiveness understanding was I had a very, let's say, problematic relationship with my mother-in-law. Mm -hmm. So it, it That's unique. Yeah, exactly. No, nobody's <laughs> ever had else. to. I know. Well, and, uh, 
exactly. <laughs> I was in the Guinness Book of World Records. Um, <laughs> but I, and, and it caused my wife and I no, no yeah. end of distress. Yes. So there was one situation, though, where I had a particularly unpleasant experience with them in their house on the East Coast. And I, I ran away and I called a friend and I said, you won't believe what she did. Mm -hmm. My friend just said, of course I would. You call me up every time and complain. So. Yeah. But it's funny because, and, and, and this is part of my journey in the last few years since I've been associated with, with happiness and the science of happiness. And it's about being purposeful and acknowledging the good things and the good experiences that happened in my life of course. because of that negativity bias. I love last year that you talked about how uh, we don't need happiness for survival. No. That was also very key for me. Right. We do not need happiness. And so, um, but it does make life so much more you know, meaningful and worth living. And so I'm beginning to, even if it's small things, I catch myself and you know, sometimes they begin kind of prescribed for myself, but as I begin to do them, they, be, they become quite organic and natural. Yes, they do. Yeah. Well, the, the brain wants nothing more than to create habits. Mm -hmm. And the, the negative habits are easier to create because the pathways and the kind of... Are embedded? Um, Is that why it's naturally well, embedded? They're just made to be easier. Mm. So the habits of appreciation, let's even say artistry mm -hmm. of life, a higher order thinking, those are more difficult to establish because they're not as survival necessary. Mm -hmm. The patterning that is survival necessary, you can learn like this. It's funny, right? I mean, that's really funny. Well, the, nature's job is to reproduce itself. I mean, it makes total sense. It's just interesting. I mean, we should be teaching this in schools to children, that they can actually take a moment to see their thoughts or of to course. understand their brain. Of we course. don't teach them about their brain. We, we say what a brain does and what a brain is, but you know, the, the fact that you have a brain inside of here, and these are, this is what it looks like, and this is how you can you know, take care of it and nurture it, and these are the results of what can happen to your brain on happiness and on purposeful right. thinking, right. Um, and on gratitude, and on just being positive, and not Pollyanna. I mean, you have to look at reality the way that, that it is, and, and, and sometimes people come up to me and say, if, if, I, if we go to that happiness summit, are we then gonna not be unhappy? And it's like, no, absolutely not. Why would you not. even want that? But it doesn't exist. This is based on reality. It's about, you talked about grit. You right. have to build resiliency. You have to you have flex to. that muscle because well, life will happen to but, you. But even, even, even more compelling than that, let's just say that somehow you figure out how to lead a life that's mostly happy. There's so much suffering around you. Mm -hmm. And you're not that much value to the world if you're not compassionate and caring enough to try to help. Mm -hmm. So I don't believe we can fully excise fear, sadness, loneliness, alienation from us. Mm -hmm. What we can do is manage them and put them into context, which is what mm -hmm. I hear you doing. Mm -hmm. You know, the, um, the, the thing that, one of the things that I have come up with about forgiveness, probably since I was last here, is I used to think that when something painful happened, like the decision was, do I forgive that or not? Mm. 
But I see now that we're all asking all the time if I can forgive my whole life. Mm -hmm. Because when something difficult happens, what you're really asking is, was my whole life good enough? Did I get enough? Did I have enough? Did I love enough? Was I loved enough? Do I have enough in the bank to be okay now? Mm. And so the essential nature of seeing the good, gratitude, having a positive attitude, those lay down templates so that when painful things happen, mm. you have a very different algorithm mm -hmm. for evaluating it. It's not that painful things stop That's happening. That's very cool. And it's not that you don't feel them. You have to feel them. Of course them. you feel them. You should feel them. You, right, because yeah. you're not human without yeah. it. But it's and you can't heal. I, I don't think you can heal if you don't feel them. Of you just blow them and down. You have and you no use yeah. to anybody yeah. else. So, but if something painful or difficult happens and you recognize uh, this is real suffering mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. I've both suffered mm -hmm. and healed mm -hmm. before and there's still work for me to do and it's still a privilege to get up every day and have this beautiful world, mm -hmm. you're not pushing it away. Yeah. You're creating a very different evaluative mechanism. And that's probably what forgiveness is for. For me, it, 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 this, the, the experience with pain, you know, the, 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 I, I experienced so much pain that it was almost like outside of myself. Oh, totally. it, like it, I, I could actually see it. I could oh hold God. it and see the pain. And um, the way I explain it is that if you're willing to embrace the pain, and that means you have to go through the fire, and it's going to burn for a bit. But on the other side, if you're able to transform, everything is clearer. Everything is more beautiful. Mm -hmm. You know? Um, and that's true. It, it just does such a reset of your life because you have something to compare it to. Well, and you can't go back. When something rips apart the fabric of your world like that, mm -hmm. you, that's opening Pandora's box. Mm -hmm. You cannot go back to who you are. Yes. There just has to be some kind of process. It's, a, it's kind of a personal identity death. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it totally yeah. is. Because, and then so you have to decide is who you are mm -hmm. moving forward. The other thing to recognize is our ability to attach to each other is one of the most important things we do. Mm. It's not, it's not random, it's not bad, it's not, I don't know, I mean, except maybe for a few, like, renunciant kind of spiritual people, that's the most important thing we do, is connect to other people in reciprocal relationships mm -hmm. that are important to both. That's, that's, that's the deepest stuff we do. So when that is severed... Yeah, it's a shock. It's a shock, yeah. and what it takes for your brain to reorganize yeah. itself and come back to planet Earth yes. That's is it's, shocking. It's shocking. That's exactly the experience I had. I felt like actually in the beginning, the world looked the same, but it was just slightly off. Like oh. somebody moved the tree just three inches that way, right. you know, and the blue was just a different kind of blue. <laughs> and it was so disorienting because I knew the world was the same, but it was completely different at the same time. And so mm -hmm. my brain was having uh, a, a difficult time uh, <clears throat> coming to terms with that. But I'm so excited this year because you're going to talk about happiness as pres <clears throat> prescriptive medicine. And so... You know, I'm not going <coughs> to totally give that talk. I'm okay. letting you know. I <laughs> so know you're going to surprise us with, with what you're You, you asked me about happiness and health. Yes. 
I'm going to a little bit redefine them both for you. Okay. I do a lot of thinking on this. I teach a class on wellness. <coughs> I'm, I'm just going to say to you, I don't think that's the best um, avenue to advocate for happiness. Well, I trust you. So yeah. <laughs> we are going to be um, seeing you shortly. Yeah. And uh, eventually the, your whole talk will be on the platform so people can enjoy it and can learn more. And also look at the wonderful work you're doing at the Stanford Forgiveness Project the projects that you're doing and leading in Colombia, the Museum true. of Forgiveness um, and Peace. And, and Peace. So, and so we're very happy to have you and very grateful to, to have you, you with us again. Thank you. You're listening to the World Happiness Summit podcast. For more information, check out our website at worldhappinesssummit.com or send us an email at contact at wahasu.com. Thank you for listening.